Well, hello again. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in, folks. PCC Sustain Me is jazzed to have joined forces with The Bridge, Portland Community College's student newspaper. This means there will be a weekly column online for your eyeballs to enjoy with the weekly episodes. Isn't that nice? And we are super duper stoked to be working in partnership with Gypsum, the Greater Portland Sustainability Education Network as well. You can connect and access the program via gpsen.org too. Now the podcast has multiple cozy places to call home. (laughs) Okay, well, back to the program we go. From Portland Community College, this is PCC Sustain Me. I'm Joe Colhane, and today's episode, we welcome in 2019, take a look back, look forward, and take a nice deep breath here in the now. Boom, boom, darkness falls, headlights in the afternoon. (sighs) Holy buckets of rain. (laughs) It's already a week into 2019. And time seems to be flying by the seat of its pants. For me, I've been affectionately called Joey Bear in the past, and let me tell you, I would not be opposed to a proper hibernation session at this point. Alas, that is not the way of the human animal. Though we do have the opportunity to not live by the artificial glow of screens light bulbs or street lamps that attempt to keep us moving ever forward and faster to nowhere in particular, but instead honor the darkness and seasonal changes that request and almost demand that we slow down. At least here in the northern hemisphere, of course. The other side of this watery, glorious orb we are a living, breathing part of is entering summer, and in that case, moving and shaking is par for the course. It sure is amazing to consider that a rather small star in the grand scheme of things is powering and fueling this orbital system and ride we're on as we spin and spiral our way through the Milky Way and the greater cosmos beyond. Well, anyways... Here in the human storyline, many of us have been following and tracking the spins around the yellow dwarf or GV star we call the sun on the Gregorian calendar system, which plops us at the rather arbitrary year of 2019. This last revolution around the sun was a doozy for a whole lot of us, I imagine, and while a few noteworthy events occurred that were downright encouraging and inspiring, there was more than enough foolish and or tragic fodder to shake one's hat at almost steadily for each of the 365 sunrise to sunset sessions of this past calendar year. Before I go on pontificating any further, I would like to acknowledge that this program is being recorded on the traditional village sites of the Multnomah, Kathlamit, Clackamas, Bands of the Chinook, Tualatin Kalapuya, Molala, 
and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River. Multnomah is a band of Chinooks that lived in this area. We thank the descendants of these tribes for being the original stewards and protectors of these lands since time immemorial. We also acknowledge that Portland, Oregon has the ninth largest urban Native American population in the U.S., with over 380 federally recognized tribes represented in the urban Portland metropolitan area. We also acknowledge the systemic policies of genocide, relocation, and assimilation that still impact many indigenous Native American families today. We are honored by the collective work of many Native nations, leaders, and families who are demonstrating resilience, resistance, revitalization, healing, and creativity. We are honored to be guests upon these lands. Thank you, and thanks also to our colleagues at the Portland State University Indigenous Nations Studies Program for crafting this acknowledgement. So, 2018 is in the books. It's in the rear view. Ideally, some lessons were learned, some progress was made, some reckoning was had, some reciprocity was initiated, some social justice was served, and some sustainable pursuits were accomplished. Hopefully? <laughs> no, certainly. 2018 was by no means all bad. There were many things that we could file into the so the good news is category, though then of course it is hard not to look at the many reports you know, that we just saw in the news of our impending climate catastrophe that we, you know, could choose or not choose to try and make sense of. We're in the ballpark of 70% of birds, insects, and wildlife extinction since 1970, attributed and strongly connected to human actions. Uh, that report from the WWF, the most recent IPCC report, got rather frank and laid it straight that we're looking at about a dozen years to write this ship or else. Then there is the U.S. of A.'s very own 4th National Climate Assessment, Volume 2, that lays out all sorts of not-that-encouraging outlooks for the future. I think one thing is for absolute certain. If we don't collectively start truly addressing these circumstances and consequences of our anthropocentric, short-sighted actions in earnest, the future of our human story is going to get increasingly less rosy. At best, it would seem that if we accept the scientific data, acknowledge the dire situation we face, and then locally, nationally, and internationally truly start to work together, we can hopefully mitigate the most extreme projections that are being made. Right now, though, business as usual is still the rule and not the exception. And while local actions are way more encouraging than most national and international steps being taken, 
I'm afraid the cliff's edge will not long be in front of us. And like with side view mirrors, that cliff's edge will look closer than it appears, even though we'll be falling faster and faster towards catastrophe. It's almost as if we are already at that point and are trying to now build the wings of a plane so that we can just, you know, freestyle in the air and hope to all the gods that we can, at the very least, glide to a reasonably safe crash landing. Perhaps I've gotten a wee bit too poetic here and lost some folks. I think what I'm trying to say still makes some sense. Sincerely, though. It is time to look at the future and then take that big, deep breath and drop into the now, the only time there really is, and start to prioritize the health of the planet that we are intrinsically connected to and a part of, to somehow come to terms with the fossil fuel reality, and I do realize that it is one of the hardest truths of all to reckon with, this truth that we really need to curtail our consumption of fossil fuels and halt the extraction of any more of it from the earth as soon as humanly possible, to shift our collective narrative, our mythology, towards resource-based living, towards changing our desire to collect, nay, to consume so much more than any one of us needs. Is this going to happen? Not likely. Can a transition to non-fossil fuel, renewable energy sources happen in time to keep this lifestyle we've come to love and depend on occur in the next 12 years? Not likely. Can we salvage a supportive agricultural system locally and globally to feed everyone with the dwindling topsoil and get away from the heavily fossil fuel-dependent fertilizers and pesticides before it's too late? I'm really not sure. Can we shift to a gift or resource-based economy on a global scale so that the perpetual growth demands of capitalism don't destroy us all? I'm going to go about 50-50 on that one. Dang, what am I doing here? <laughs> I, I don't know what just happened, but uh, I got all doomy gloomy and was in some sort of a spell of hopelessness. Uh, it just started to spiral out of control. The truth is, I am no authority on any of this. Yes, I've studied these subjects deeply for nearly 20 years now and read mixed opinions on what is actually going to happen next, and I can speculate and make some reasonably educated predictions, throw some ideas out there that could perhaps contribute to a beneficial path for humanity to follow, and I guess, ultimately, that is what I'm attempting to do here. All I know is that I know nothing for certain. Other than that, we live, and then at some point, we die. What happens between those two points on a potentially infinite line are different for all of us. There's fate and destiny. There's the often forgotten truth that we are always making it up as we go along. Every one of us contributes to this awesome game of make-believe. We're born into a world of human design with made-up rules and laws, invisible boundaries, and most attempt to adhere to or follow these made-up things to the best of their ability and understanding. 
Maybe along the way they contribute to them or maybe not, instead opting to just go with the flow and accept what is. As animals, enough of us procreate to add more humans to this fascinating and often bizarre reality, and then at some point, we die. Isn't that fascinating? At some point in my journey, this microphone became a part of my contribution to this existence, and through technology and some of its incredible abilities, you, wherever you are right now, have chosen to listen to the recording of it. That's pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in again, by the way. When I sat down to make this episode... I wasn't sure what it was going to exactly be about. I've managed not to talk about Donald Trump so far and his adolescent behaviors that are resulting in catastrophic consequences with this border wall deal and the government shutdown, and to even try and contemplate an actual physical wall stretching the expanse of our imaginary border, a border, mind you, that no other animal, plant, or living being acknowledges exists and yet would severely impact their lives and the ecosystems of our very interdependent existence. It hurts my brain. Ah, I did it, didn't I? I brought up Trump. Well, There must be some good news to look forward to. Uh, PCC and maybe the greater Portland area related I can share about. Let's see. Ah, yes. First, next Saturday, the 19th, is the 20th powwow to be held at PCC Sylvania campus, which is rather exciting. A beautiful celebration of culture and the local indigenous populations, you know, coming together for a wonderful annual event, which I'm looking forward to volunteering at, and also ideally sharing more about in a future episode. And then, of course, there is the Sustainability Symposium that Gypsum, the Greater Portland Sustainability Education Network, is putting on that will be held at PCC Cascade Campus on March 8th, 2019. And as part of the planning committee, I am excited to tell you that we have, so far, what looks like a pretty great event coming together. I believe it will prove to be successful, and also that a part of that success is that more and more folks in and around the greater Portland area will find ways to contribute to designing a more socially just and sustainable way of living for humanity on a local level that will ideally ripple out. Globally. <laughs> From a systems view, we have so much work to do. You know, we need to get creative, exercise our creativity, and be willing to get bold, uncomfortable, vulnerable, and really start working in a collaborative way, not only with each other but with all the other living elements of the incredibly beautiful and complex ecosystems of this planet we are a part of. There is hope. There must be. We can, no, we must find ways to celebrate our rich diversity within humanity, create equitable societies around the globe so that we can all participate with nourishment in our bellies, clean water in our cups, and safe shelters over our heads. If we can achieve that, 
we can achieve nearly anything. First, though, we must find a way to love them all. Every last one we meet. Love them all and let them all Thanks once again for joining me for this rather odd New Year's rant. <laughs> I can't believe we're already two weeks in. <laughs> I wanted to mention before wrapping up that over the holiday break, I read The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead and then The Understory by Richard Powers. Both of these I highly recommend adding to your reading list. The Underground Railroad was heartbreaking and such a well-written account of a truly awful part of the United States story. A story that has many negative repercussions still playing out today, of course. And the understory feels like it was written by a real-life Lorax. Richard Powers speaks for the trees in this behemoth of a novel. And it is done in such an extraordinary way that also broke my heart into a million pieces as I reflected on humans' actions and trajectory over these past thousands of years. And while I'm thinking of it, The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallaben is a good book to read just before or perhaps after the understory, as it will, you know, it'll give the story even more context for you to appreciate and perhaps hurt even a little bit more inside. I know I shared perhaps a bit more pessimism than optimism, and I do want to acknowledge that there are folks all over the world who are passionately working towards ways to not destroy this glorious planet so thoroughly. The Sustainable Development Goals and the 160 plus regional centers of expertise are a good example of small pockets of goodness working locally and coming together globally to make some hopefully really beneficial changes to this rather tragic storyline that we've shaped up so far. And there are so many people on the social justice front doing the work every day thanklessly and quite frankly desperately so that we can right the ship and find equity and peace and solidarity. Well. I am delighted you've tuned in. Thank you so much. This episode, intro and outro music are by my darling wife, Rachel Robinson, and this episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me, Joe Colhane. I've got a small pile of interviews in my queue, including Lindsay Grazel, who made the documentary The Reluctant Radical, another heartbreaking tale, and well, I'm just really looking forward to getting the next episodes out real soon and getting into a new rhythm with classes, work, family, and all the many elements of this thing we call life. It can be challenging to be optimistic, to keep on keeping on. But you know what really helps? Deep breathing, practicing an attitude of gratitude for all that you have, and then of course, loving them all. Every last one you meet. <laughs>